pleasant good morning to you, a pleasant good day to you wherever you may be, and I want to thank you for giving an attention to my podcast. I want to thank you for listening, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to continue in this book of Psalms 3 that I started with you yesterday, uh, written by David when he was in distress. And in the midst of his distress, he has a very strong confidence in God. Before we examine this, before we go on, shall we pray, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity of your word. And we ask it, O Lord God, because there's nothing we can do on our own. We can't even save ourselves. We ask that you save us from the hands of the enemy that we can't see, but they're after us that we don't know, but they're against us. Deliver us from them when in distress, Lord God, help us. Help our mind to have confidence in you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So here David was in a great grief when in his flight, he went up to Mount Olives, he wept greatly. And his head was covered, and there he wrote this um, book of Psalm, chapter 3. With the representation of his distress, David looks around as if it were takes a view of his enemy camp and relieves information of the design against him, which he brings to God, not to his own council board, not to his friends, not to his relatives, not to pastors, but to God. Uh, pay attention to two things that David complained here concerning his enemy. I don't know how he's able to envision this and see this in the way. He says, number one, that they were very many. In, in the first place, how did they know they are many? Because um, evil company, I always seek evil company. You you'll be surprised that two people that do not that do not love each other will gang up against you. Ganging up against you will make them work together for that moment. Oh yeah, Pharaoh and Herod were enemy over territories. For the case of Jesus Christ, the conspiracy of Jesus Christ brought them together. So it is with people. So David knew that there are many, and he brings that attention to God, not because God is not aware of it. And he says that there were very many, Lord, how are they increased beyond what they were at first and beyond whatever he thought they would have been. He probably underestimates the group. He underestimated his son. He didn't know that his son could be extremely uh, aggressively rebellious against him in that way. Uh, Absalom faction, like a snowball, strangely gathered in its force. He wouldn't have thought that um, Absalom can have such a follower. So, which means he's been governing over those who does not like him. Hmm. Because how easy it is for people to be convinced um, <clears throat> by just someone and discredit his person. Well, this is why it's very easy someone who knows you very well to tell tales about you either good or bad someone who is closer to you are prone to endanger you than someone who is far away from you 
So Abram's faction now, like a snowball, string together in its motion. He speaks of it as one amazed and will he might that the people he had so many ways of blame should almost generally revolt from him, rebel against him, and choose for their head such a foolish and giddy young man as Absalom was. What could he have told them? What could Absalom have told them about him that would have changed the minds of these people that he thought he was governing? How slippery and deceitful are they, are they many? And how little fidelity and constancy are to be found among men? David had had the hearts of his subjects as much as ever any king had, and yet now, of a sudden, he had lost them. Hmm. To every leaders out there, please beware, beware that the people that are saying sa sa to you today will say sa sa against you. Not all of them are loyal, like you think they are. It takes one faction of people to come and turn their mind, and they will turn them so good against you. This is this is just the nature of humankind. And how little fidelity and constancy to be found among men. It's it's amazing. So as people must not trust too much to princes, Psalms 146 verse 3 tells us, so princes must not build too much upon the interest in the people. It is only in Christ we can confide in, because it is only him that cannot, um, that cannot betray our confidentiality. Trust in God, and you will be saved. Christ, the son of David, had many enemies when a great multitude came to seize him, when the crowd cried, crucify him, crucify him. How are those then increased that troubled him? Even good people must not think it strange if the stream be against them and the powers that threaten them grow more and more formidable. The number, the, the second part of what I wanted to pay attention to is when he says that they were very malicious. One, he says, the many that are against him and now the malicious, the evil. They rose up against him, they aimed at, at they aimed to trouble him that that was not all. They said of his soul, there is no help for him in God. That is, they put a spiteful and invidious construction upon his troubles. Remember the Job's friend, as they did to him, concluding that because his servant and subject forsook him, those and did not help him. God had deserted him and abandoned his cause. And it was therefore to be looked on, or rather to be looked up, as hypocrite and wicked men. At someone who had no, who had no, who had no good intention in him. They blasphemously reflect upon God as unable to relieve David. His danger is so great that God himself cannot help him, they thought in their mind. It is strange that so great unbelief should be found in any, especially in many, in Israel, as to think any part of man too strong for omnipotence to deal with. Who is that person that is too strong that God cannot deal with? My mother used to say that the person that God cannot touch has not been created. <laughs> and another part of what I see here is that they endeavors to shake his confidence in God and drive him to despair of relief from him. They said, they said it to my soul, so it may be read. If you compare that in, in um, Psalms 11, verse 1, and Psalms 42, verse 10, what they meant is that they, they want him to, to turn against God. This grieved him worse of all, that they had so bad an opinion of him 
I still think it's possible to take um, to take him off from the, from that foundation. The mere temptation was a buffeting to him, a turn in his flesh, a sword in his bone. So now David found himself in a very startling situation. At the very thought of despairing of helping God, you cannot trust him with anything so much as if you offer to persuade him that there is no help for him in God. So David now comes to God and tells him that his enemy said of him, as Ezekiel spread uh, Rabashka's uh, blasphemous letter before the Lord, they say, there is no help for me in the Lord. If it be so, I am undone. They say to my soul, there is no salvation. For so the world, let's say how the world is. For him in God, but Lord, do thou say unto thy soul, I am thy salvation. So he reminded God that, look, you told me before that you are my salvation. How can people now then say that there's no help for me in God? Where, where is that? How can they say that? And he says, that alone, verse 3 of Psalm 35, shall satisfy me, and in due time silence them. To this complaint, he adds, he adds Selah, which occurs about 70 times in the book of Psalms. Some refer to the music with which in David's time, the Psalms were sung other, others to the sense, and that it is a note commanding a solemn pause, Selah, which marked that or stop there or consider a little as here they say there is no help for him in God Selah take time for such a thought as this get thee behind me Satan the Lord rebuke thee away with such a vile suggestion listen when was the last time you ever look at yourself and think that God has forgotten you have you ever have you ever looked at yourself and think that it's over? We can't do anything anymore because of the threat of the enemy, because of the threat of the situation. Maybe the situation says in another language that there is no help for you in God, and you're almost believing their blasphemy. Well, I, I got good news for you. I don't want you to believe what they say, because the same God says to you that He's your salvation. He's with you. Even he says, when you cross the water, he's with you. So why should you let the situation that you are facing threaten you so much so that you will think that God has forsaken you? You know, it's very easy to think of that. More importantly, there are some situations that we will never rectify. It will never be solved. And the reason why is known to God. We may speculate the ideas of what we want, how we want it, what we want it, but only God knows what to do with it. And that's why when we're in despair, when you are in conflict, when you are in confusion, go on your knee and talk to God. The only one who can get you out of serious trouble is God. David was able to envision the camp of the enemy. He says, there are many and they're vicious. They want to destroy me. Isn't that funny how they became so many? Absalom's David's son turned people against him in a moment. Mm. Again, let me remind every leader there, it is not everyone that is under you are really respectful of you. Mm -mm. Don't be surprised. They will turn against you in a minute. Over and over again. 
man's enemy is, is the people of his own house, the book of Micah says. Outsider will not get you hurt like someone that is inside. Take note of that. Be the only person who will get you and protect you. <laughs> as long as you believe is God. He does not betray anyone confidentiality. Has never and he will not. Did you trust him? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come to you with our burden. David came to you and reports the, 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 the group that are against him. He reported to you, not to friends, not to his council member, but to you, and you stood up for him. Lord, we come to you this morning, this day, with our problem. Those that are against us, you know them more than we do. We ask that you will, cast, you will scatter their camp, you will defeat them, you will destroy them, you will turn them against each other like you have done in the Bible of Tower. Lord, we commit ourselves unto you. We ask you that you will lead us in everything that we will do. And everyone that will rise up against us unjustifiably, well, regardless of what we might have done, that will make them run against us. We ask you to help us. Fight the battle for us and let them be defeated. We're thankful of what you have done. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you say amen to that prayer, I'll be rest assured victory is sure for you.